Hey. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Awesome. Long day, huh? Very. A little sleepy here. Anyway, happy Wednesday, everybody. This is uh, the What Would Jeff Do Show. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, the lovely Joelle. Hello. And uh, this is a Q&A show. You ask the questions, Joelle reads it, I give you the answer. And once in a while, Joelle goes on a rant. Meh. Try to keep her under control tonight. Sometimes. Then we also have something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars, which is a problem-solving seminar. Let's group those two together because those seminars that we do traveling around the United States um, up until this year, it used to be the world, but now it's the United States. Um, people bring their 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 troubled dogs, and we solve a lot of problems. So pretty much, you learn how to stop unwanted behavior at these seminars. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Literally, stopping unwanted behavior. Bring your bring your badly behaved dog. This, these, the, the Q&A show, everybody follow the, the questions. You're going to hear the word punishment a lot. Punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked. To mean abuse, punishment is the opposite of a reward. Right. That's all it is. So it's as simple as that. It's unemotional. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. It's the word no. We followed up with a consequence. And then we have the full, yeah. tra then we have the full training center here. And the training center is um, seven days a week working dogs. We do mostly board and train. We do some one-on-ones. Just finished up a one-on-one -on -one a little bit ago with a new client. It was a lot of fun. Nice. And Morgan finally got her camera out and she's catching on. She's catching on. Morgan's our new our new intern. You'll meet her, I'm sure. I'm sure, sure you'll feature her in some of the videos that you've been shooting. We put her on stories today. On the, on, during the walk? Mm -hmm. Nice. Excellent. All right, guys and gals. Those are the only two pronouns we use. Let's go. <laughs> Um, Hammond Hilton Canine Partners. Hi, J&J. Long time no see. Thanks for coming back. No, we're here. We're always, we missed two weeks. We just, missed a few. Just because we were, we were traveling and we're traveling yeah. again next week. We're traveling every week pretty much. Um, but, uh, it all depends on like the time zone and the Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. There's a, and then like, there's a lot of variables, but we were actually on West Coast time last, uh, two weeks ago. Right. So we couldn't do it. So glad to be here. Why join YouTube said happy you're back on Wednesdays. Yeah, we were always we always did Try Monday. To be. We did Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but now it's only Wednesday only. Wednesday only. That's it. We got uh we're doing other things. Big things next. Enrique said hi. Hey Enrique. Wow, you texted from your parachuting. He parachutes. Cool. Yeah. Next. Melissa said evening all happy Wednesday. Hey Melissa, how are you? Kristen, Madison, Wisconsin, ready to learn. All right, Madison. Madison's in Wisconsin. the house. Wisconsin. Diana, hello from Tennessee. Love the Nashville seminar. Learned a lot and using it every day. Love y'all. Diana, it was a pleasure having you there. Nashville was fun. I wasn't at that um, one. No, you weren't at that one. Nope. Yep, it was a good one. Next. Um, Tracy said hello. Hello. Melissa posted the link to Jeff Gelman seminars. Definitely want to check out the seminars. Also, it scrolled down to the very bottom of the calendar. There is four leash reactivity seminars and two masterminds. Masterminds are seven days of a lot of the, obviously there's dog training, but there's a lot of personal growth, self-worth issues, overcoming fear, social media, working with clients, how to start a business, how to grow your business. There's a lot of, lot of intense work that we cover in those seven days. Leash reactivity seminar is something we're only doing in Providence. Yeah. It's a half day, five hour seminar. None of this like acronym seminars. None of this like reactive fill in the blank seminar where you got to hide behind a fucking screen. Give me a fucking break. We're going to have 15 dogs all lined up bumper to bumper. And we're going to, we're doing a real leash reactive seminar and we're videotaping all of it. 
and then we're going to put it in modules and that will be only available only on the Patreon channel. Mm -hmm. We're not even going to put it on Patreon and then upload it to YouTube. What we've been doing now with our Patreon channel is we're doing a lot of videos that are up on Patreon and then a week later they go up on YouTube. And then we also have exclusive content on our Patreon channel. If you're not part of our Patreon channel, you want to join it. In fact, they just did something new where you can buy a year. Um, it's only 10 bucks a month. So a year costs you, it's $100 and 80 cents. It works out to be, and you get 16% off. Why they maxed out at 16%. So it's like maximum, maximum, max 16%. That's it. No bigger discount than 16%. I don't know. Next. Um, abandoned entity. It's good to see you guys again. Haven't been able to tune in for a while. Daylight savings has been bizarre. Daylight savings has been awesome. Yeah, awesome. It. It's it's great. I can't wait till it's like light in the morning and light at night. That's like right. now all it did was swap. So now it's just dark when I wake up. I know. But that's fine. Swapped like a party in Florida. Next. Um, Curiel, how would you recommend working with an e-collar when you've never used one? So Curiel, um, just to let you know, you can use it yourself. You don't need a trained professional to use one. It does come with an owner's manual. Start there. Also, are you trying to train a behavior or stop a behavior? So there's two, we have two different philosophies. We've got tons of free videos. Lots of people have free videos. Go to the manufacturer, go to ecower.com, go to dogtray.com. They've got free videos on their website. You can learn how to do it yourself. It's still training. You still got to do your reps, 200, 300, 400 reps. We pair it with food. We use it with leash. Your dog is still on a leash when you're training. It's still, you still have to understand learning theory. Um, we do a ton of remote cower, remote cower training, of remote uh, uh, online consults, a ton of them. I'm up to like six a day. That I've told uh, Kristen to throttle me down. It's like six a day. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. And on Sunday, what are you crazy? Mm. Even no days off. No days off for me anymore. Next. Shayla said, "Happy Hump Day." Shayla, oh, it's Wednesday. That's happy right. Wednesday to you. Um, connecting with canines. Hey, Jeff and Joelle, can't wait to see, uh, see you in Portland area in May. Portland is going to be a great time. The Portland area. It's not going to be in Portland. No, let's get that okay? clear. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing a seminar in not Portland, going to Portland, but we're saying Portland. It was originally in Portland. This is pre COVID. This is pre window smashing. Um, and uh, what we're doing is we're actually, the location is actually too small. We're actually going North. It's actually going to be right on the border. Next. Beverly, is it worth Training a foster dog with an e-collar, even though the new adopter most likely will not continue with it. Yeah, just for your experience. Next. Julie. Hi, J&J from Nebraska. Hey, Julie. How are you? Juanita. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while. My question. My GSC, although has gotten so much better with leash reactivity, if I catch him before he explodes, doesn't like dogs near him. A trainer told me that he needs to get used to it, but why? I need to force him to accept other people's dogs near him. Thoughts, please, because I'm stressed about this. Well, Juanita, first of all, <laughs> try not to be stressed. I love how open she is. That's okay. how I would try, be too. Try not to be stressed. stressed Number one, this. it all depends on what the definition of dogs near him means. So should you be able to walk by another dog? Yes, you should. Yeah. Should another dog be able to walk by you? Yes, it should. So that is theoretically near each other. But why? There's something called sidewalks, and sometimes you can't avoid that. But 
it's your dog. If you don't want your dog to be near other dogs, if you don't want to walk by other dogs, that's fine. But it's good for the dog to learn impulse control. It's good to have that skill. That doesn't mean the dogs are going to meet each other. It means they're going to exist around each other. It's good for your dog to exist around other dogs. Next. Carrie L said, we need one in Kentucky. Um, hey, are we going to Kentucky next week? We're going to Kentucky next week. So if you're in Kentucky, but it's, it's private, we get, we, yeah. Joelle and I get hired as, as consultants often. We travel around the country doing consulting for um, a lot of other businesses. Um, but we're going to be in Canton, Ohio. If you're in Kentucky, head through Cincinnati, head up to Canton. That's going to be a close one for you, and it's worth the drive. Isn't that so? I didn't realize how close they were. I think the last time we went to Kentucky, didn't we fly into Cincinnati? We are flying into Cincinnati and this I'm time, like, too. And I'm like, why are we in Cincinnati? Aren't we going to Kentucky? But right. I didn't realize how close it really was. We wanted to stop by the WKRP studios. That's why. Cool. Yeah. Um, Dana That's before a lot of people's time. said hi from Iowa. Hey, Dana. Caroline, hi guys, great job. I started my 13-week golden doodle on a prong. She's walking beautifully on it. When can I introduce e-collar for off-leash walks? Thank you. So don't start with a walk. You can start with place, start with recall. Don't rush it. Mm -mm. Don't rush it. And I hope your other dog is doing okay. I prayed. So hope everything's fine. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to our mastermind. Yeah. For all the folks that are listening to us on our pod, their podcast, again, just go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see the mastermind there. So for all the folks that are listening on to the 20 plus channels on our, that are on the podcast is on. Thank you all so much. Next. Amanda, my dog shakes after correction and sometimes will pee a little. Is this typical or is this something wrong? He tends to be pretty fearful in general. So could that be it? Um, Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, I also don't know what you're correcting for. I don't also don't know what you're correcting with. I also don't know how you're correcting. There's a lot of different variables. This dog training thing has variables. There's a lot of variables. Some things are like clockwork. Some things are like step one, step two, step three. And then other things are like, fuck, that didn't work. It's true. Let's mix that shit up. It's true. Next. Cheryl, good evening and thank you. We're having a pet registration, vaccination, and microchip event, and I currently have a nervous reactive dog that I have to hand over to volunteers. Skip it. Order my e-collar today and going to try to make Elkhart Indiana seminar. So um, muzzle up your dog, hand the, do hand, hand the leash to them, and you move out of the way, out of sight. Next. Marie, you are awesome. Oh, you're awesome, Marie. Oh, no, I got bumped. No. Already. Show just started, man. Um, Jamie, I was binging What Would Jeff Do Goes Deep. Looking forward to the New Jersey seminar. I have more to learn than Einstein, I'm sure. Looking forward to being able to spend time with my dog out in public. Love you guys. Love you too. Uh, New Jersey is going to be great. Actually, Einstein, when he was in middle school or high school, I think one of his teachers called him an idiot and he would um, amount to nothing. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? And the thing is with kids like them and me and Angelo is we don't fit into the normal learning bubble mm. and we don't learn the way that is being taught. So any decent teacher figures out how a child best learns and teaches that child that way. 
if they truly care about their craft and if they truly care about a child. Next. Blake, Joel, what are some of the things you've learned from Jeff that has helped you the most? Is this the Joel podcast now? It, it, oh my it, God, I'm so on the spot right it now. Is right now. What have I learned from Jeff? Um, I think Jeff's given me a lot of confidence in myself and life and business and dog training. Um, it's kind of endless. Like I could literally go on forever. So <laughs> I don't really know. I feel so on the spot. That's because you were put on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> He's taught me a lot. Ben. Um, hi, Jeff. I have a three-month-old German Shepherd. Can I start introducing her to the prong collar? Thank you. Yeah, dog's probably over 20 pounds by now, so go right ahead. Just be careful not for not for correcting the dog, though. Next. Cheryl, why does my GSD become hyper and want to nip when I get to the end of a trail we are hiking and it's time to go back? She gets really wound up. Because your dog is overly aroused. So you need to learn how to, to get the dog to stop being aroused. We did that today with my one-on-one. -on -one. We literally stopped the arousal of the dog. Firm leash pop, bonker. So firm leash pop, no, correct. You actually can correct over arousal. Next. Curiel said to stop behavior. To stop the behaviors is a lot easier to use a remote collar. The learning curve is very, very simple. And now I would need to know what it is. So leash reactivity, that behavior is a little bit different, but like getting in the trash, jumping on jumping on things, stealing things. I offer one-on-one -on -one online consults and I can actually remote collar train your dog. Next. Tracy, how can I get my dog to stop eating grass while out in the yard or on walks? Mouthfuls of grass. I think about moving to New Mexico. <laughs> Just chomping on grass. There's no grass. <laughs> I'm just like imagining like Bert does that sometimes. Too. So, I mean, it's not bad for the dog, you know, but how do you do it? The question is, how do you stop your dog from doing something? You apply a punisher. What's the punisher? Easiest one is a remote cower. Dog is away from you. Next. Kelsey, my six-month-old pup does not like riding in the crate in the car. He barks and whines the whole time. Any tips to get him to settle in back there? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, you've got to, how do I stop my dog? from barking and whining in the crate when I'm driving. So how do you stop something? You need to learn how to apply a proper punisher for the situation. What do you do? You can start out by having the dog in the crate, having the dog in the car, start training the dog how to down in the crate. How the dog start down in the crate. Now a dog could bark and a dog could whine in a down, but that's one thing. And then number two, a remote collar you would say no, and you'd stay in the remote collar. What level? You'd have to fine-tune the level that would work for the dog. Mm -hmm. Barking is more of a correction level. Whining is more of like fine-tuning. Like if you're like trying to find a radio station and you like got to move the knob. Next. It doesn't work like that anymore, though. I know. You just push buttons. Yeah. I know. Robert said, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Robert? Sunshine Canine Training. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, guys. Happy to catch a live. I've got two whining dogs. One whines on the walk and heel. Used to be super reactive, but now just whines. Mm -hmm. It's a new thing after her board and train. The other only when the owner is present. Mm. Trying different ways to correct, but it seems futile. Not giving up any suggestions to curb this nonsense. So what I would do is it's most likely a owner thing, mm. which doesn't mean it's the owner's fault. It's just an owner thing. That's the association with the owner. 
is I used to bark. I can't bark. So now I whine. Now, what I would do is I would ask them about the rest of their day. What's the rest of the day? I would bonk the dog, first of all. That's the solution. No bonk. But I would also talk to the owner about the rest of the day. Are they are they holding up the dog accountable for all the other behaviors in the house? Are they pushing their dog above threshold and teaching it how to deal with deal with working above threshold? That's a couple of suggestions. Next. Becky, Jeff Gelman, Solid Canine Training, most free content, most effective techniques, most success stories, most saved families, most trained dogs, most honest, most helpful, equals the most haters. F that last group. Love you guys. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Becky. Be Becky, I don't know if I'm the most of any of those. Probably the most haters, though. <laughs> but, and, and it doesn't bother me. I, so, Becky, I love your support. I love you. She's the bomb. Um, I love your partner. And, and, uh, and this is the thing I'm going to point in my life. Now I find haters extremely comical. I literally laugh. I laugh. I find it humorous. I find it so humorous that when I see a post about like, yeah, you hit dogs with cotton towels and I'm like, you're absolutely right. I rehab dogs from killing other dogs by throwing a cotton towel at them. You're absolutely so silly. You're, you're absolutely right. Do you see that dog right there that's trying to bite your kid? Yep. I threw a cotton towel at that dog as part of my rehab program. Ain't it ain't that terrible? Fucking cotton towel. Best hour 32 I've ever spent. I find it extremely comical, the shit that people come up with about me, you couldn't even make up. See, people want to believe. They want to believe I'm this evil person. It's called the straw man. That's just the concept. Just look it up. Once once they've identified me as an evil person, then it be, I become easy to hate, and then they can justify their hate. Once they can label me with an abuser. But it's ironic how, for some weird fucking reason... Oh man, he's going to rant. We're tonight. still in business. It's Rant Wednesday. Jaron, you on here? We've never had anybody from any organization come here and investigate any of these ten thousand claims. And if I was actually doing that with dogs, why the fuck do people keep bringing dogs to me? Why? Why do all these people keep selling out our seminars? Why? I'll tell you why. Because people that are in the trenches dealing with badly behaved dogs. They don't give a shit about high school, middle school, playground, immaturity. And I find it extremely humorous that grown-ass fucking adults literally act like elementary school children. Next. Oh, my God. Irene. Hi. One of my dogs passed away in January. We had to euthanize him, and we took our dog with us that day. Is it normal that my other dog now barks at other dogs when we're out at the restaurant and they pass by? Yep. We've trained them both with a balance trainer and we choke chain and choke chain. They were totally fine. No problem at all. I know how to stop the behavior, but I'm wondering if the change of behavior is because she's grieving. Thanks a lot. Well, Irene, first of all, I would switch from a choke chain to a prong collar. There's a huge difference and you'll get better results from a prong. But second of all, you said a couple of important things. And then some not so important things. You said, we know how to stop the behavior. 
the sentence should have the sentence should have stopped there. No disrespect, and I'm extremely, extremely sorry for your loss. The loss of a of a family pet is a horrific experience. I've got I've got so many freaking wooden boxes, it's incredible. And it's terrible. But you know how to stop the unwanted behavior. Let's stop it. Because if I told you it was because your dog was grieving, would that keep you from stopping the bad behavior? If I told you that your dog is just being a pain in the ass, would you then stop the behavior? When I'm your next door neighbor, or if I'm sitting at the table next to you, and your dog is barking and I'm trying to enjoy my meal, and I look at you like that shut your fucking dog up look, and you look back at me and you say, my dog is grieving. Personally, I don't, in that moment, I don't care. I want to eat my meal. I don't want to hear a barking dog. So just correct the dog. Don't worry about the grieving, whether it is or isn't. Address the behavior. Next. Terry, first time in a little over a year since I've tuned in. I lost my American Bulldog, Belle, in January 2020. Oh, and sorry. just had a hard time getting back to the real world again. Glad to be back. Well, Terry, I'm glad you're back, too, because the, the world needs you. Next. Cindy, will neutering my German Shepherd help him to not become aggressive? Nope. Nothing to do with it. And then if anybody tells you that it does, they're full of shit. They're full of shit. Why? 10,000 dogs I've worked with, probably over that. I've been saying that for a couple of years. Yeah. Every single aggressive dog, including German Shepherds that come in for aggression rehab, have no balls. None. Snip, snip. Testicles in the trash. Next. Point Dexter Park, new dog walk client, two-year-old dachshund, bit my finger today when trying to get slip lead on, despite doing awesome yesterday. What procedures and equipment to safely get a biting dog in and out of a crate? Um, you need to... Those little dachshunds. Little fucking shits. They're, they're, they're the number one bite. They're nasty. They're, they are the number one biting dog. My mom just got one, 14 weeks old, biting her. I'll fix that. I told her what to do. What'd she do? She like, did it. She's like, I hasn't bit me since. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Um, I yelled at her over FaceTime. So what do you do is you learn some really good leash slip lead skills, put a slip lead on the dog, or ask the owner to have the dog leashed up. There is a safety risk to that, but have they, there's a bigger safety risk of them, of you getting bit, and mm -hmm. then you also saying, I'm not walking your dog anymore. True. So, and you do crate drills with that dog. Next. Bonnie, I'll pay you to come to Kentucky. LOL. All right. Oh, shit. That's what people do. That's what people do. If you want to know our rates, we'll give you our rates. It's not cheap, but that's what we do. We're hired help. $4.99. Looks like Michelle P. Yep. Hey, guys. Haven't been able to tune in in a while. Missed you. I know. We missed you all your swear words. Nobody start up. Oh wait, didn't you two do that though? It wasn't her doing Nobody it. Nobody says fucker like you do, Michelle P. F star star star. Right, right, right. But I think that was default, correct? No, because I think after that she threw some f bombs. Uh -oh. at us. 
Bonnie, already read that. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey Kathy. Hey, hey, Kathy. Enjoy the journey, dog training. Howdy, Jeff and Joel. It's Holly in Arizona. Oh, nice. Why'd you change your name, Holly? I'm just kidding. Heading to drop off a foster dog who had been returned to the pound twice simply for jumping. His new owners are excited to learn. So appreciate y'all. Yeah, jumping. People don't realize that jumping is a killer of dogs in shelters. Crazy. And people get rid of their dogs for jumping. And jumping can be fixed in about one second. Probably less than a second, actually. It's split second. It's probably less than a second. It has to be less than a second. because A prong pop is not yeah. one Mississippi. Yes. It's like... Or a remote collar. It's literally jumping and resource guarding are two of the easiest things to stop. Next. Um, Caroline said thank you. Frizz is a trooper. Yeah, Frizz, yeah. He really is. Frizz has oh been around for a long time. God. Why do I keep getting bumped, man? I don't know. Um, Maria, hello, J&J. &J. What are your ideas on spaying and neutering? Our vet keeps rushing us on doing this, but not sure. Rushing you? I'd find a new vet. Mm. What's with all the pressure, man? Yeah, what's with all the effing pressure? What's with all the pressure? Chill out, buddy. It's just genitalia. You know, it's like, I really, th I'm a big advocate of choice. You know, I, I think it's your personal choice whether you want to spay or neuter. I think as a responsible dog owner, you can have an intact dog. Mm -hmm. Next. Hmm. Enjoy the journey, dog training. We, of course, corrected that and taught him some new rules and boundaries, impulse control on prong and e collar. Nice. Erin, we have a typically mild-tempered, submissive mutt, Aussie mix, that has developed a fear of our teenage son who lives in the basement. He has never done anything to her, but she barks and growls at all noise from the basement, but apparently only when we are home. He says she doesn't bark when it's just them. He's not willing to work with her at this point. We tried bonking, e-collar, rewarding. It's exhausting to keep them apart. Any ideas? Well... Why is it that you think the dog has developed a fear of your son? Why do you think it's fear? Who told you it was fear? I don't think it's fear at all. I think if anything, it goes closer to like an alert or a guarding behavior of you. Mm. So, but I'd like to know what your corrections look like because you're not bonking like I'm bonking. All right? Because when I bonk, dogs stop behaviors. When I remote collar, when I leash pop, dogs stop behaviors. So, what are you using a remote collar? He's yeah, not willing so to work. Tried e -collar. But he's, hold on here. He's not willing to work with her at this point. He doesn't need to work with her. Uh -uh. This is your problem. It's your dog, right? It's your dog. Yeah. He doesn't need to work with him. You do. Dog's fine when you're not around. Just think about it. It's not fear. It's not fear. Guarding. Dog's probably guarding you. So tell your dog to shut up. Remote collar stim. When you bonk, no bonk. Bonk hard. Next. Dana, I have an almost four-month-old lab that is biting like crazy. I need help. Okay. So a 16-week-old dog biting like crazy. If we don't stop that now, they'll grow into it. They don't grow out of it. Anybody tells you they grow out of it, it's full of shit. Doesn't understand animal behavior. So what you're going to do is 16 week old you make yourself a bonker he doesn't know what a bonker is it's a rolled up cotton towel there's no iron core to it no frozen water bottle no bone okay there's no bone in there 
I've got a video on how to use it, how to deploy it, how to make it. No bonk. We can stop that in split second. Next. Um, Deadhouse. Hi, how can I correct a dog seven months old without remote collar outside for recall? Bonker? And how to correct selective hearing. And there's also a problem with jumping on people. Leash pop doesn't work. So the, you're not leash popping him properly then. The leash pop does work. You're not doing it properly, which means you're not doing it firm enough. It should be extremely firm. And also what's attached to the leash should be a prong collar. Because a leash pop on a flat buckle collar Martin or a martingale is not going to be as it's not going to be effective at all. As far as how do you get a dog to the dog, a seven-month-old dog that does not know recall should not be off leash. You can't bonk. If you can bonk, then you can just grab the leash. Unless you have fucking incredible 50-yard <laughs> aim. And that he's got it in like one of those towel launchers that, that they be, the t-shirt launchers. Who are those concerts? guys? Who are those guys that like throw frisbees into like like basketball hoops and like do all kinds of oh, like I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Tricks and I don't stuff. Know. Those, there's like a bunch of guys. I'm saying, you know, like concerts though, where they shoot the t-shirts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little launcher. Yeah, you need that for yeah, a bunker. Yeah. So have the dog on a 50 foot long line. And another thing, have you ever actually trained your dog a good, reliable recall? Mm -hmm. Like, does your dog know recall? Like, you literally have you done 500 reps of recall? So. And if you did it when the dog was, you know, under six months old, now the dog is over six months old. There's a lot better things out there. So train, train recall next. Abandoned entity. When confronted with something that spooks my dog, he tries to tuck his head back against the side of his body. It's like he's trying to disappear. I've been trying to get him to recover faster, but it's hard to get him to engage at that point with anything. I've tried leash pressure, but he won't move at all. This is probably the most difficult thing to deal with. Any tips? So I don't know what kind of leash pressure you're using. I don't know what kind of training collar you're using, but you can pop a dog out of that. Like get moving, get moving. Also a remote collar will come in handy. A lot of people struggle with remote collars and fearful dogs. The narrative is they're saying is, oh, so my dog's afraid. So you're shocking it. I'm like, well, if you want to word it that way, I, I word it that I'm I'm motivating your dog. And that's what it is. It's motivation. The fear is already there. We're not going to make your dog more fearful. What you're going to do is we're going to help work the dog through the fear. So if anybody's ever done any immersion therapy at all, you'll understand what I'm talking about next. Um, Dana missed the last two Zooms. Glad I finally caught a live. Good to see you guys. Yeah, I know, Dana, I noticed that. I'm keeping track of you. And... Uh, uh, you, you're letting the group down. Everyone's asking. You know, even Les was there. Les is like, where the fuck is Dana? I'm like, Les, since when do you drop F-bombs? Stop shaming people, would you? If Dana wants to skip your Zoom, maybe she's got a date. The only kind of maybe date, she's scrolling on The Tinder. only kind of date that's happening at 3 o'clock is a date that can wait until later at night. That's a good date. That means they're not trying any funny business. Bullshit. I'll take you out mid-afternoon, baby. I will. I will. What's the what's like Three early bird dying you? Three o'clock afternoon? Yeah. Your freaking your freaking husband is out of the house and your fucking <laughs> pants are around your ankles date. 
Give me a fucking In your break. world? In what my, the fuck? In a lot of people's worlds. <laughs> no. Yes, it is. Three o'clock's like, hey, you, you want to- You're making a before? date at three o'clock in the afternoon? Why You're not? You're fucking half naked, bent over the goddamn couch date. You fucking know it. I'm envisioning like meeting for coffee at the park. Oh, well, there you go. Three o'clock's a nice time of you day. You can always go for coffee afterwards. That's at 3.30. Next. Oh, my God. Kristen, still working with my possessive guarding dog, 120 pounds, drools and pants on correction. Am I too high at a 12 on a mini? A 12? <laughs> no. Possessive and guarding. The dog is guarding 12? Please. No. I go, wait. 12 is, I mean. Your dog's probably just not used to being told what to do. Yes. What happens with a lot of dogs is they object when they're actually finally told and you can follow through with a command. Like we have dogs that when we start actually like don't allow them to pull anymore. We had a dog today that came in for a one-on-one. -on -one. It wasn't allowed to pull anymore. It starts like hunkering down on the floor and like, you know, being dramatic. And I'm like, meanwhile, this dog came dragging its owner in and it's like, you can't do that anymore. You just can't do that anymore. Next. Um, Dominique, my dogs run toward any dogs or groups of dogs to play. This has caused my younger one to be bitten twice. How do I stop this? Put your dog on a leash. Next. Aubrey, my made great progress in reactivity with prong and knee collar, but we've been avoiding head-on encounters on the same sidewalk as much as possible. At what point is my dog ready to try head-on walking past? Uh, you'll tell me. You'll tell me. I don't know. I mean, oh, hold on. There's more. I want to try to see if he has learned to manage it, but I'm also afraid to set him up for failure. No, Aubrey, find a friend, set him up for failure. We set dogs up for failure all the time. That's so taboo as well. Set your dog up for success. No shit. How do you think we train the dog? But it's also life is going to fucking throw you curveball balls. There's something called mother nature. Mother nature doesn't fucking give a shit about success or failure. Mother Nature only cares about the survival of the fittest. That's what it does. That's how Mother Nature works. And animals are part of Mother Nature. We all are. But animals are really good part of Mother Nature. So absolutely push your dog above threshold. Next. David Smith. Hey, guys. Jeff, when you did primary and home sessions when you started... How did you manage to get weekday appointments rather than cramming weekends? As I, I grow my base, my weekends are getting very full because that's when they are available. So you tell people you're not available. Sorry, I'm not available. I'm only available on Monday through Friday between nine and five. That's it. And you got to find clients that are available between nine and five. With COVID, it shouldn't be hard with everybody working out of the house now. Aubrey, I already read that. I already read David. Abby, my sister told me about you and my life has forever been changed. Thank you for your madly in love with you saying it hooked me. My family has wanted a dog for the last nine years and I have said no because I'm busy having babies. About to have baby number six. Okay. <laughs> your videos. See, she's going on three o'clock dates. Shut up. She is. Your videos and podcasts gave me the confidence to rescue a one-year-old Pyrenees mix three weeks ago that was going to be taken to a shelter for jumping. She's super hyper, super sweet, and amazingly smart. Prong caller and bonker. Shit, I don't know where the rest is. It might have been it. That could have been the question. I'm assuming it changed your life. Yeah, so yes, a prong caller. What the fuck are you doing 
Uh, you're pregnant with your sixth child and you're getting a fucking dog? Damn, I'm madly in love with you. Yes, prong collar, tons of structure, lots of repetitions. Teach that dog mad duration skills. Get it to stop jumping ASAP. Okay, get it to stop jumping. Day one, welcome home. Okay, boom. boom. No, correct. Next. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. So thank you so much. Patreon channel is powerful as fuck. Next. Kayla, what do you do if your dog is rushed by an off-leash dog, but it also off-leash? My dog was by my side when the dog came running across the field. Should I try to put it in a command if I see it coming? The other dog? Her dog. Her put dog's off-leash and they got rushed. Oh, well, put your dog back on a leash and then kick the other dog. It's so funny because I got a phone call. I made a phone call this week from a client that I trained four years ago. Awesome fucking dog. Awesome, awesome dog. It was a rush by an off-leash dog. It attacked it. Both the husband and the wife, it took them like, and the one other person, it took all three people to get this dog off. Oh my God. They're, they've all the humans have been traumatized, and the dog has gotten now they wanted some of the worst fucking behaviors ever. Ever. So, and I literally said to them, Why do you think I fucking yell and scream so much about kicking off leash dogs? Here's a perfect situation. Who lets their aggressive dog off leash? This dude did. It's like. Well, we don't know if this dog's aggressive, but the dog. I'm talking about the people you're talking about. Yeah. It chased the dog down and latched onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't let go. Wouldn't let go. So you kick the dog. And anybody that has a problem with that, what would you do if a dog was rushing towards your kid? Right? Mm. Wouldn't you kick it? Once you do everything possible to neutralize the threat. The bottom line is if a dog's going to get hurt, I don't want it to be my dog. And I'm not in the habit of like, you know, I don't want to hurt dogs either. But, sorry, don't rush me. It's no fault to the dog, but it's not my fault either. So that's what people have a problem with. They're like, well, it's not the dog's fault. That it's like, well, yeah, but it's not my fault either. Yeah. It's not my dog's fault. Mm -mm. So somebody's got to do something. Someone's going to take responsibility. Somebody's got to step up and fucking run the show. Mm -hmm. So I'm stepping up. My foot's going to go out and I'm going to run the show. Mm -hmm. It's simple. And anyone that has a problem with that, you've never seen your dog. You've never seen your dog attacked by an off-leash dog. Yeah. You've never seen a dog killed in front of you. Yep. It's horrific. And even so, oh, just a scuffle that can fuck your dog up for years. Not just a scuffle. You can try to break up the scuffle. You can throw your back out. You can get injured. You can True. get knocked over and get a concussion. You can literally break a bone. Okay. Like, no. Th oncoming threat, we neutralize. Next. Chandra, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hope you're well. How can I stop my GSD from his anxious behavior of running around and around the house? I open the door for him to go potty. He runs the track instead. Help. So, number one, you have to learn how to stop it. I want to behavior. So that can all be stopped with no and a bonker, no and a remote collar. Those are the corrections. And then you can be proactive by teaching your dog what you actually want it to do. So I want you to go to place. Place is a object, like a dog bed. It's like just play. Watch any of our videos on how to teach place. Next. 
Hank, I have a three-year-old Malamute that drools excessively and drenches herself in drool. How would you go about correcting for drooling? Drooling, I can't correct. Don't know. But I would just say, is your dog often overly aroused? Do you find your dog often like in an aroused state, which is overly aroused? Do you, um, do you've got a capabilities of teaching your dog how to be calm on command? Meaning, can you instantly put your dog stay into a down or in place and it like immediately rests and falls asleep? Or is your dog always maybe in a, um, in a down, but it's on a, an alert status? Next. Curiel said, preach. J-Ron said, rant Wednesday at its purest. Evening, J&J. &J. Hey, J-Ron. I hope you caught that first one, J-Ron. Bonnie, Bear Chow is terrified of everything. He was severely abused as a pup. Don't make him do things that he doesn't want to do yep. to overcome irrational fears. Being outside when my son's friends are over, cowers at everything. He has zero aggression, but I worry about his fear constantly with others. So this is the thing. So first of all, do you know that he was actually abused? Do you actually factually know, like videotape evidence, or you actually know, or did did somebody tell you that, or are you assuming it? And I'm just saying this just because historically it's not true. I'm not going to discount that dogs are not abused. Dogs are abused, but I'm finding that there's like a lot of people that tell that story and they stick to that story. So number one, what I want you to do is get rid of that story. So let's forget the abuse story. We have a fearful dog. Train the dog on basic obedience and then start proofing the dog outside with minimal distractions and then start proofing the dog with higher level distractions, which would be the friends next vicky my dog won't stop barking and chasing seagulls at the beach any help um stop going to the beach that was what some dog trainers would tell you or what you can do is um uh, get a shotgun start shooting the seagulls out of the sky before the dog sees them and then the dog will not chase them or what you can do is get a remote collar make the act of chasing seagulls not the best option. Next. So I gave you three good choices. Um, Bailey, our dog barks at my father-in-law whenever he walks around or makes noises in another room. It seems like our dog is afraid of him, but other times our dog will approach our father-in-law. Shit, I don't know where the rest is. Oh, and receive pets from him and even play with him. We've been trying to correct the loading pre-bark with e-collar and prong. Is this correct? Anything else we should be doing? Yeah. So this is the thing, though. Let's go back to the original the first part of the question. So it seems like your dog's afraid of him. Why? Why do you say that? So let's take that out of the equation. Let's stop saying that. Your dog's not afraid of your father-in-law. Whether he is or he isn't, I want to take that out of the equation. Let's focus on the unwanted behavior that we want to stop, which is the barking. Okay? Your, your father-in-law is in the other room, minding his own damn business. If it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he's doing business. Oh, my God. And then what I want you to do is correct the barking. Correct the barking. How do you do that? No remote collar. Next. Elise, how hard can you bonk an eight-week-old puppy? They're eating the wall through the X-Pen. Worried if I bonk harder, I'll hurt them. But two in the litter wins for a second, then start going crazy again. Thanks for your advice. Move the X-Pen away from the wall. Next. 
Um, Caroline, the Jeff I know, removed a beautiful Tibetan terrier from an abusive situation, trained her, and then gave this amazing, well-trained dog to me. Jeff trained me to train my pug to stop biting and respect me. Jeff is dedicated to rehabbing dogs so they don't have to be euthanized. I know Jeff and his family personally. Amazing human beings. Caroline, I'm not asking for fucking testimonials here. So sweet. That's nice of you. I've known her for a long time. She lives in a really cool part of uh, uh, Rhode Island, too. Yeah, really cool part of Rhode Island that you can actually walk. If she still lives in the same house, her backyard overlooks the water. Ooh. And you walk down and you can just like, there's the there's the water. It's really beautiful there. And she runs her dogs there. That's great. Yeah, we, we used to run her dog we used to run her dogs. And she's a 14-year-old dog. Wow. That's long I've that's long I've been I know her. It's like an OG client. She is. She actually absolutely is an OG. I'm wondering if I went to her house in my Volkswagen van. I'm wondering if I went to my her house in my Volkswagen van. My massage therapist, Adam, yeah. he remembers your van. Does he? He's like, Jeff would go to the gym with his van with all the dogs in it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Next. Uh, Lachesis. When teaching recall with the e-caller, do you release the continuous once they are sat in front of you? Or once they turn around from a distance and head toward you? Yes. Yeah. It depends on the dog. The answer is yes. All depends on the dog. All depends on if the dog makes a lot of side trips coming back to you. All depends depends if you want to get that dog to move a little bit quicker. There's a lot of variables there. But either one of those we use. Next. Caroline said Frizz is 14. Wow. That's great. Sandra, why does my four-year-old Bichon growl at the kids? He will only do this at night, though, when it's super late. Example, we will be relaxing, and one of my kids will walk in the room. My dog will perk up, wagging his tail. I allow him to go walk over to them, and when they lean over to pet him, he does this low-key growl, like, what the fuck? You went over to them for attention, and now you growl? I sternly say no and bonk, and he just looks at me like, I know, I messed up, smacking his lips. <laughs> smacking his <laughs> so lips. So detailed. Smacking his lips like... Damn, could have taken a chunk out of those kids. So why does the dog do that? Well, I'm not quite sure why, but it sounds like what you're doing is working, but it's not stopping the dog from going over there. So what would I do? Do I say stop the dog from going over there and teach the dog how to just lay down and when the kids walk in the room, it doesn't give a shit and it doesn't move. Do we have the kids say no and they bonk? Depends on all the kids are. That's probably what I would do. I would do number two. next. Bonnie said, sounds good. I'll reach out. I did pay for Patreon annual, but I haven't checked to make sure if it went through or to try to get into the group. I will and... I will, and we'll see about you guys coming to Lexington. Two chow chows, so it will be fun. Yeah, so what's your name? Is that Bonnie? Yeah. Bonnie, just go to our Tuesday Zoom. Attend the Tuesday Zoom Q&A. It's, it's way better. I don't want to say it's better than this, but it's face-to-face. -face. And I don't I don't swear. I don't talk about bending people over at 3 o'clock. Ironically, the show's on at 3. Next. See, that's the people who are doing it at 3. They're on Jeff's fucking Zoom call. All right, there's people with morals in this world. They're not out having affairs at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Next. 
Becky, my dog gets aggressive and bites when other dogs are just playing. He goes for their ears. So your dog is sheriffing. Got yourself a sheriff. Got yourself a sheriff on your hands. There's a sheriff in but town. You you got yourself a Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> is that the guy from from Bugs Bunny? Who's <laughs> oh. Bugs Bunny? Is there like some like? It's Elmer Fudd. <laughs> oh, right. Right. <laughs> they sound similar. <laughs> <laughs> really tired. I, I think actually. What's the guy's name? Barney. Barney Fife. I think actually though, Barney Fife was on uh, 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 a comic. This sounds like a freaking. I think it was on. Mar character. I think it was on Scooby Doo. I think. I think actually, somebody can look that up for me. Was Bar? Was Bar? Was? Did they ever put make a Scooby Doo version? With him, and I think they have. I think I think they have. Anyway, was there a question about her sheriffing dog? Oh, biting so dog's so so you get yourself a remote collar, and you want to correct the dog from number one from running over there next. Ashley, four ninety nine hugs came in late. I'll catch the replay. Here's coffee money. Thank you, hun. Thanks, Ashley. I'll have Jeff actually buy me a coffee tomorrow. Actually, like. We haven't I, been going to Starbucks. I never buy you coffees. I never go to Starbucks anymore. I can't remember the last time I did. Okay. Um, you can go today when you're out running errands. No. Really? I actually went into Target and I'm like, I can't wait to get to Starbucks. And there wasn't even one in the freaking Target. Because I went to the one in Warwick. There's a Starbucks right on Route Two. It's right in front of the Home Depot. I didn't get off at that exit. Like I'm not gonna go driving just to. You go to went Starbucks. to the. You went to the Target in Warwick. Right next to Trader Joe's, yes. Yes, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a Starbucks right there. But I'm not gonna go out of my way. I'm just like fuck it. There's not one here. Okay. Um, okay. Glue factory, resource guarding. Our old bloodhound resource guards toys and attention from our newly adopted eight month old blue tick. Any tips? So, like guards of dogs, toys and attention. Yeah. So probably when they're petting. Okay. The blue so tick. two. So two different. If this dog doesn't watch, it's going to end up in the glue factory. So let's fix this right now. So two different protocols, out being both of them. Resource guarding, watch my video on out. It's for resource guarding. It's a free video. It's on YouTube. Then I've got another video on YouTube, out for moving away from people. And you're going to use that for when you're petting your other dog and, the, and, the, and, your, and your coon hound comes towards you, you'll say the command. And it literally means, you'll train it to mean, Get out of here. Next. Emily, I got a vibrate beep collar. I'm the one with the husband who won't budge on the real e-collar. Seems I can use beep for recall and the lowest setting of vibrate to correct. Two-year-old male intact GSD hates the vibration. He backs away from whatever when I hit the vibrate. I say no, then I hit it. I let go when he backs away. So Hold on, there's more. For recall, I say come, then hold down beep until he finds me. Sound okay to you? Any tips? That's not okay. This is the thing. That's not how I would train. But let me ask you two questions. Does it work? Is it working? The problem I have with the recall is can you get your dog from being chasing something and drive? And was beep going to work or is it going to fail? I got a feeling it might fail. Number two, this husband of yours who has a hard time with a shock collar, but you've negotiated it down to 
a beep and a vibrate collar. Let me explain to something about vibrates. If I used a vibrate collar on any of my dogs, they might shit and piss themselves. Now, vibrate sounds better than shock. But if we actually pay attention to the dog, my dog says that vibrate is worse. Mm-hmm. We have dogs that blow through remote collars at 100. 100 hertz on a remote collar. They don't care about it. You know what works on some of these dogs? A water bottle. So people are comfortable with a water bottle, but not comfortable with a shock collar. But my dog literally will stop a behavior, not my dogs, but we have dogs here that will stop a, a behavior with a water bottle. So the water bottle is the strongest punisher. The dog has said that punisher is strong enough to stop me from this behavior, but the shock is not. So we're not, we're in, we, we as humans are not okay with the shock, but we're okay with the water bottle. But to the dog, the water bottle is a bigger punisher. If it's instilling more fear into the dog. So that's why we have to think about, stop thinking about what we're comfortable with and be more concerned about what works and what doesn't work. And if we truly care about the dog, we'll train them up proper and we'll stop unwanted mm -hmm. behaviors with what works. Next. Tanya, what do you think first day you bring your new puppy home? Um, structure. Waiting for food. Oh, if it's a puppy puppy, if you're talking about illegal puppy, tons of food training. Lots of stuff. Recall. Just do recalls. Recall and kennel up. Recall, kennel up. Next. Emily, for recall, I say I already read that. Erin yep. said thank you. You're welcome. Sabrina, I picked up a six-month-old Caucasian Mountain Shepherd puppy. People were giving her away. I thought of Ronan. She's going to be a handful. Oh, nice. Yeah, Ronan was a Turkish Kangle. Yeah. Six months old, things are going to be simple. Train that dog up really well right now because it, a year old, shit's going to get different. Shit's going to get different. Yeah. It's going to get real. It's going to get real. Next. Abby, dude, perfect guys that do the that's it. Hoop. That's yeah. it. Thank you, Abby. Um, Lachesis also when using the dog to IQ collar go zero to a hundred. I noticed that some dogs don't feel the working level from one to twenty, but then twenty one plus it seems to make them get too startled when they feel it. Is it broken? No, check for fit. Check for fit and make sure you you really really get it the dog to iq is the least powerful iqs uh iqs least powerful remote counters i think even on the market and um it's definitely the least powerful one the dog trick makes it's probably fit next david smith i tried the long hair wing attachment for the mini educator yeah. i think rocky's almost too sensitive to yep. it working yep. level two with him have you tried them and what was your experience yeah, we don't use them we don't use them and chances are that it's because it's making incredible contact with the dog Next. Um, David also said, all early bird, you ass, LOL. If you're wearing your Santa Claus thong, David, I might consider it. Next. Oh, my God. We're giving it a name now. An early bird <laughs> special. Giant. <laughs> Five-month corgi to arouse and coming out of the kennel for potty time. I bonked, but he still comes out of a sit. Do I bonk harder? I love the corgi too aroused when it comes out of kennel for potty time. I bonks, but he still comes. Well, hold on. If, you, if he's in a sit and you're bonking him, he's probably going to come out of bonk. I don't understand. 
I think you might have the sequence wrong. He still comes out of the sit. If your dog was in a sit, why would you bonk it? I, I'm, I, I'm, I, Jillian, I'm not understanding the sequence. The sequence is important. Next. Break it down for us, Jillian. Emily, haha, ha, 3 p.m. date, half naked, bent over the couch date. Ha, ha, ha. It's the best lighting. You feel like lights on. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't. Abandoned entity. I do use a prong and a remote collar for our training. I think with the remote collar, I end up underwhelming him. Yeah. I'm used to the lower levels. I used to use a sport dog that ran hot. Yeah. I mean, sport dogs are great for correcting, but we don't train on them. Sport dog is a, is a very good brand. Don't get me wrong. But level one runs too hot for a lot of dogs. Next. <sighs> David Smith said, afternoon delight. Yep. Everyone's really rolling with this one. <laughs> Alex says, you guys are hilarious. Thanks, Alex. Glad you appreciate our sick humor. Abandoned entity. Then I switched to dog trust, so I have to break that habit. I'm always worried about shutting down my dog when he's acting like a fawn. Yeah. But I'll definitely try to be more firm with my corrections for it. I think, but also, abandoned entity, let's also be proactive on all our training, too. But I think, you know, a lot of people are stopping and wanting behaviors, and the dogs, like, look nervous, fearful, anxious. But, like, it's not going to always be like that. No. But the real question is, did you stop the behavior or didn't you? Mm -hmm. If you stop the behavior, then we can work with that. Right. Next. Smooth operator. Actually, Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Thank you, Melissa. Oh, so, yeah. So, as far as Joelle's Patreon channel, number one, she's a personal fitness coach, and she also does... Guys, look at huge biceps. She also <laughs> will work with your diet. <laughs> and believe it or not, carbohydrates... Are not bad. Carbs you. don't make you fat. Okay, carbs don't make you fat. Just nope. to give you everybody. Keto a isn't the only way yeah. or even a good way. That's right, David. David Smith. <laughs> Next. Smooth operator. Don't be bashing our listeners. Get a, don't fucking I bash him. I always go with him. Okay. He's fine. He can handle it. He's got a podcast and He everything. can handle the heat. Smooth operator. Can a fear reactive dog, fearful of dogs, ever become a socially friendly dog? Yes, yes it can. All depends on the skill set of the trainer or the owner next jamie makes sense setting your dog up for failure how else will they learn about how to, about how else will they learn what's about to happen is something they need to react to differently <laughs> hard to read if everything was a success there's no education involved so you, that's true who said that jamie. jamie jamie you nailed it on the head it's the same thing with our children it's the same thing with us if a child does not know how to troubleshoot, if a child, that's why I don't believe in fucking eighth, eighth place trophies, seventh place trophies. That's why I don't believe in participation trophies. That is why I believe on there's fucking winners and losers. And just because you lost an event, that doesn't make you a loser. You just lost the event. But so many of these freaking snowflake fucking people are like, oh, we don't give, we don't keep score. What do you mean you don't keep fucking score? How are you supposed to know who fucking won? We're just like, oh, we just want them to have fun. Fine. Winning is fun. It's like, enough of this shit already. Enough. Jeff's going on freaking rants. He's out of control. No. Right? It's true. Why are you yelling at me? No. It's true. I'm, I agree. All right. There should be anything after fucking second place, in my opinion. 
Well, there goes the Olympics. Oh, this participation shit. No, yeah, that's the bronze. Um, Ace Dog Academy. Can we get the welcome home bonk as a clip and or a t-shirt? <laughs> you know, talk to talk to Melissa about that one. Tanya, can you explain the bonk? Tanya, yeah, it's a, a, it's a it's a towel. It's a towel. And Looks then like just, a tootsie roll. Just go on to just go on to my YouTube channel and look up bonker and how to use it, how to deploy it, and it's used as a punisher. Next. Aubrey, thank you. I really hope to bring my dog for a working spot when you come to San Diego in November. But our goal is totally to totally eliminate his reactivity before that, of course. Yeah, that'd be nice. But will you buy a ticket to San Diego? That won't sell out. We're doing San Diego this year? Yeah, we're doing San Diego this year. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we do Southern California every year. No, we did not. We did Ramona. That's Southern California. I didn't go with you to Ramona. But well, I still did the seminar. <laughs> Whether you win or not is at the point. So you're like, we do it every year, but like, no, last year was the first time you've done it. I've been doing Southern California for a long time. No, the first couple of years I toured with you, we did not do Southern California. We did Northern. I never did we San Diego or you did Ramona last year, but the two years prior to that or the year you prior sure to about that, that. I have to look at my calendar next. Abby, prong collar and bunker worked like a charm. She can be in place inside the house, and my children are calmer in the house to help her stay calm. How long should I wait, or how many commands should I have solid before going to an e-collar? You can start with an e-collar tomorrow, but what I would do is this. is I would start having your children not be calm in the house. I mean, I want my kids to be calm in the house, but for training protocol purposes, have your kids be out of control in the house. Have the dog on a leash so you can give it information, have a conversation with it. And then teach your dog, even in a world of chaos, they need to be calm. That's what I mean by pushing dogs above threshold. Next. Abby, my husband and I don't watch the clock for any dates. 3 p.m. is a great time. See? I'm the one. Oh, no, you did say it. Just kidding. What? I was like, 3 p.m. is a good time for a date. Right. But you, your idea of a date is fucking. So is Abby's. But like... So is Abby's. Clearly. Okay. That's fine. Right. That's her husband too, though. But like, you're just assuming Dana is out. Like, let's see what Dana has to say. I didn't. To be fair, Zooms have been at four, but no three or four o'clock dates bent over a couch. Just bad time management. She'll be there next week. We did one at four. <laughs> we did one at four because um, I think, what did I have? At th I had something up until three. Oh, it's because Jesse's down here. Oh. Next. Um. Oh shit! Enough. Shit! Enough. Shit! Shit! I got, I got. I got bumped. I almost said I got bonked. Keep talking. So how was the bonking you got? It's fantastic. Tell us about that. It's great. What, what time was that at? Three o'clock. <laughs> See. Remember when I said I had to leave work for an hour? That's true. Alexandria, when starting your dog on the e-collar, what number do you start with? That Alexandria doesn't work like that. Remote collar training doesn't work like that. So first of all, understand. First of all, I need to know the brand of remote collar. I I want to know what you have to find the working level of the remote. So there's videos. There's how-to videos. Watch a bunch of how-to videos on how to train obedience. It's it's not about starting at a number. You still have to understand learning theory. So you still have to. Someone's got to be out there. Dogs are out of control. Okay. There are people down here. They're all down here. Okay, well, um, there shouldn't be any barking then. Joe, yep, my dog got attacked by an off-leash dog. Thankfully, I learned that my day 
No. Learned that day my dog was a scrapper. I picked up the other dog's back legs and spun it and let my dog continue to fight it off. The owner of the other dog was nowhere to be seen. How does that? My dog hates dogs in his face off leash. He never yep. had that issue before this happened. It's a constant reminder to my dog to relax. Hate people and off leash dogs have zero control of them. Agreed. Mariah said, I promise to remind Dana now. Uh, Mariah, it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Next. Hank, I forgot to mention our Malamute's drooling issues only in the crate. We correct for panting with our e collar. Is there any advice what we could do? Thanks. No, no. Just get the dog to do more duration work. Try that. Elise, I tried putting, no. I tried putting it away from the wall, but they still managed to push it and will chew anything I place to keep an X pen. So then you can bonk the dog. You can bonk the dog. Um Caroline said, Yes, I love the Volkswagen van. So you had the van when you were with Caroline training her. Kathy B said, LOL, afternoon delight. Drazzy Ant Girl, yo guys, I got bit sporting a colorful bruise on my thigh because my dog decided to catch the hose spray in my leg. Yeah. He got my leg instead. Sometimes you got to teach these dogs better directional control. Oof. Next. Did it break skin? Just a bruise. Probably a bruise. Kathy, my dog is aggressive when someone gets up from the couch. He goes to nip, and also when we go to leave the house, he tries to nip. So get yourself a remote collar, mm. put your dog on a leash, correct that. Correct that. Role play it over and over and over again. Make it suck to do that. Next. Kathy B, Barney Five, Elmer Fudd. Thanks, guys. Really needed the laughs today. Yes. Pua, any recommendation of a dog breed for a first-time dog owner? So it's not about the breed. Is it probably is about the temperament. Probably want to find a more. Well, hold on. She said there's more. Oh. She said thanks a lot. Try to get a small to medium one. Hardy will not bark too much and not too active. Thought about a Cavalier, but heard it's not as hardy. Well, there's I don't, some cool Cavaliers some out there. Cool, I think I think there's there's a lot of factors. What I would do is I would go talk to maybe different fosters, people that foster different dogs and see if you can become a foster and try out different dogs, try, try different dogs. But if you want a smaller dogs, King Charles Cavalier, that could be a cool dog. Mm -hmm. That could be a really cool dog. Next, Emily, thank you. Working with what I can definitely agree about vibrate being more disruptive than stim. I think he would learn better on the stim, but I'm going to try to make this work. Hopefully the husband will come around eventually, but I'm looking to continue moving forward. Thanks for the response. You're welcome. Um, Melissa posted your phone number for the text community, 401-341-1903. Awesome. Join, Join that. and Jeff will send you motivational texts. Yep. Bailey, thanks. I say our dog is afraid of our father-in-law because he whines, shakes, tries to hide. We've been correcting the pre-bark loading for two weeks and it's been helping. Oh, okay. See. But he still reacts. Just not sure if we need to stick with correcting with e-collar because it sounds like it should work instantly, but no. our dog continues to bark. No, no. Um... For barking, yeah. Are you underwhelming You're him? probably underwhelming your dog for the barking part. You're probably underwhelming your dog for the barking part. Next. Jillian, he comes out of the kennel. I tell him, sit. He sits. I go to put the prong collar on. He gets too excited and comes out of his sit without being released. Got it. So, to me, what I would do is I would put a slip lead on the dog, have him come out of the kennel, tell him to sit. Go to put the collar on him. If he breaks sit, 
uses slippery to correct. Next. Lachesis, when introducing e-collar, if the dog is scratching and shaking their head from but not showing pain, discomfort, but more so confusion, is the level too high or is that something to work through? Just use leash pressure and pull the dog out of it. Next. Jenna, y'all had better do a Southern California this year. We have a crew that wants to come out. Jenna, what's with the fucking threats? You I said better. I, it's go to jeffkelmanseminars.com. You buy a ticket on the San Diego Seminar. It's right there. Better no reason it. to threaten me. I'll be there. Jenna's not fucking around. Did Je Jenna, you bought your tickets yet? They're for sale. Where are you? You better buy a ticket for your group. Lachessa said thanks for all the advice. You're welcome. Um, why am I getting bumped so much to the show? This is terrible. Mm. Okay, Adrian. Um, hi, guys. Can a nine-year-old reactive dog who's reactive to other dogs be trained to not be reactive and greet... Dogs on leash calmly. Yeah, but yes, the answer is yes, but you shouldn't be, your dog on a leash should not be meeting other dogs. It's a very, very dangerous thing to do. That's not how you socialize your dog. So, but yes, your dog could stop being reactive. Yes, it absolutely can. We do it every day. Number two, though, dogs shouldn't meet on a leash. It's too much of a safety risk. Next. Leslie, is there such a thing as a dog having a bad day, as in a dog can just not be doing that great one day compared to others? Sure. Dogs have off days. Sure. Next. Um, Sabrina, Joelle is right. You were not in Southern Cali for a couple of years. Joelle is always right. Well, I just, maybe because I go see my folks every year, I think I am. Yep. Maybe. Next. Jamie said, for the record... <laughs> I can be more immoral at 3 p.m. afternoon delight. See that? It's true. I am not going to disagree. Yep. Lachesis, dog park, daycare question. Dogs have a quick short scuffle from playing after separation and calming down. Is it best to reintroduce and allow play again or separate and leave? It depends on the dog. Do you know Do you know the dog? Do you know the dog? If you don't know anything about that dog, I wouldn't do it. Next. Alexandria, the one on your website. What? The remote cower? I don't know. Possibly. That I don't know what we're yeah, talking about. I'm not sure. Adrian, what is the name of the command when you tell dogs to leave people alone or leave dogs alone? Well, we use the out command, but you can use any command. You Those are just words. Mm -hmm. That's an English word. You can train the dog that any word. It's not, it's not about the word. Like You still have to do the training. So you train the dog and then you attach a word to it. So you can make up any word you want. Next. Connie, okay, question. I work from home. I have nine dogs, stable pack with bigs and smalls. All get along. My seven-year-old Pity, who acts like a puppy, obsesses over squirrels, falling leaves out the window, cries, whines, paces. Would bonk work? Uh, Connie, watch my video on how to bonk a dog and get back. And so you'll be saying no, and you'll bonk, and you tell me. Tell me if it worked or not. All right? Because that's what I would do. I would do it. Next. Kayla, my eight-month-old dog freaks out when you try to cut her nails. Any advice? Nope. No advice except for what we do is we bonk dogs for that. But I would, what I would do is I would start going through a bunch of grooming videos on YouTube on, on how to cut nails. Um, Nikki said it's the out command. Yes. Right. But again, that's you can't just say out to a dog and it's going to listen to you. You still have to train. You still got You still have to train what it means. There's there's a huge training component. We have to remember that that like here's a great example. People will say, 
my dog's in the backyard and I say, come, and it doesn't come to me. And I'm like, did you actually ever train recall? That's literally what my mom says. I'm so just like. It's like, did you train the dog to actually come back to you? Right. Because without the training, what, it's supposed to just understand English? Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't understand English. Next. Yep. This is why you don't help friends and family with their dogs. Right. Jessica, I've been working on resource guarding, correcting high with remote collar. My dog was in her kennel with a chew, and my other dog went up to the cage, causing a reaction from my other dog. Corrected very high. It caused her to react even worse, barking and almost fighting through the correction. Any advice? Yeah, your timing could have been off, and I would set it up. And what you want to do is you want to correct at the loading stage. Next. But also, hold on, sorry. But also, I'd also stop that other dog from coming up to the crate. Next. Paul, one of our dogs is traumatized by loud noises. She often gets nervous late in the afternoon because that's when it's the most noisy. Sometimes she just paces back and forth nervously yep. from room to room. Should we bonk her for this? No, no. You can, you, you can, but also what you can do is be proactive. Teach the dog the place command. So the, do so the dog's in place and let the dog work through the issues. So reinforce place. And you'll be correcting the dog for breaking place. Next. Um, smooth operator. Thank you too for all that you do, changing lives out here. You're welcome. Connie said, "Okay, bonk it is. Thanks all. You're welcome." Jenna, why do you guys use the out command versus a leave it or off for this? Is there is your out and leave it the same command? We don't use the leave it command. Mm -mm. Okay, where's that? Jenna. So Jenna, these are just words. They're English words that have zero meaning to the dog until you train the dog. I can actually. I can teach my dog that broccoli means to lie down, that asparagus means to sit, and that watermelon means to come back. They're just words. The words don't, it, like, leave it, you know what leave it means. The dog doesn't know what leave it means until you train it. If I said leave it to my dogs, they would have no idea what I meant because they've never been trained on leave it. So the word doesn't matter. The word does not matter. Next. Autumn, my four-year-old husky suddenly became aggressive toward our three-year-old lab, been together since pups. We can't leave them in rooms together, having to constantly keep them separated to avoid negative encounters. Where do we start? Um, with a one-on-one -on -one online consult, because you own two dogs in the same house that are fighting, there is a million, not a million, there's a hundred variables. There's a hundred variables. Next. Hunter, I love this team and all the help you guys share. What are your thoughts for strong corrections, high stim, to limit misbehavior reoccurrence? Yeah, of course. You apply it. You say no and you apply a punisher. That's that's what a proper punisher is. If, if, if the dog doesn't stop the behavior, it's not a punisher. Next. Um... Paula, thank you for the years, Jeff. I lost my Rottweiler to cancer. That's mm. before I started following you. You had a very good advice, and I use much of it with my boy. He's gone now. I have a fucking cat now. Can't handle a dog anymore. God bless. I hope you use success and happiness. It's time for me to go. I love your videos, even though I'm not a dog person anymore. Kudos. Thank you. So, sorry for your loss, but you'll always be a dog person. Next. Jessica, I've been setting my reactive dog up, keeping her in the kennel to keep my other dog safe. What would you consider the loading stage? I corrected when she starts to growl. Is that too late? Mm, it's not too late, but there's the pre-growl that you can correct. There's the look that your dog makes mm -hmm. right before it's going to growl. Next. Ryan, are all dogs able to be rehabilitated? No. 
Nope. All dogs should be given the opportunity if the opportunity is available for the dog with a competent rehabilitator. Some people don't have the logistics to, a, to somebody that can actually help them. They don't have the financial resources um, that, that is necessary, but there are absolutely dogs out there that should not be walking the face of the earth. It drives me nuts when people say there's no bad dogs, only bad dog owners. That's the biggest line of shaming fucking bullshit I've ever heard. There are dogs out there that absolutely should not be walking the face of the earth. And yep, you put them down. But no, they get passed from shelter to shelter, or they go into a no-kill place, which means they're living in a fucking crate the rest of their lives. But there absolutely are dogs out there that cannot be rehabilitated. We've had failures. Any honest dog rehabilitator, any honest dog rehabilitator will tell you that they have not been 100% successful. But they won't because their ego gets in the way. Next. Nikki, post-seminar in... What's SJ? San Jose. Oh, my dog is so calm and my boyfriend loves the new mindset. Thanks for helping me learn to be a more assertive leader for her and enforce structure and consequences. Awesome, Nikki. Proud of you. Proud of you. Um, <clears throat> Melissa posted a link to Subscribestar, your new platform that you're on. I am. You sure are. Um, Ryan, is it okay to correct a fear aggressive dog? And if not, what should I do instead? What's the dog doing? What's well, aggressive? Okay, so. So this is the question, Ryan. Let's take the word fear out of that equation. The question is, is it okay to correct your aggressive dog? And then if not, what should I do? Well, if you don't correct it, there's two choices. You can do nothing. And the lack of no is yes. So by default, you're saying it's acceptable. Right? Or you can reward it which is going to reinforce it, get you more of something. So whether it's fear or not fear, if your dog's being aggressive, yes, you can correct it. And for people out there to say that you can't correct a fear-based dog, have no fucking idea what they're talking about, frankly. Because, like, so if your dog bites my kid, and I'm like, your dog just bit my kid. My kid was walking by, minding its own business. And you're like, oh, well, my dog is fear aggressive. I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Your dog just bit my kid. Like, why do I care? Like, your dog bit my kid. So you have an obligation to actually stop the aggression. Next. Connie, there are far worse things than death for a dog who should be euthanized. We can't save them all. Correct. Shelly, hey guys, thank you again. My great Dane is doing great on his walks. Met an off-leash dog on our walk today. Jesus. Big dog. He came charging across the street, and I put myself in front of my dog and put my knee in the other dog's chest. The owner of the other dog didn't like that. Oh. He started giving me shit. Oh. I was like, hey, put your fucking dog on a leash. And I said, and yes, I said, fucking. Good. Then I explained, he is off-leash, and your recall sucks, and my dog has not been socialized yet. It's scaring him. Right. But you didn't have to say that last part. Nope. Shelly, don't explain that last part. Put your fucking dog don't, on a leash. Don't, do not defend your fucking dog. Whether your dog's got good social skills or bad social skills. 
my dogs are fucking well socialized, but I would, I'd fucking kick the shit out of a dog that came charging at my dog. I do more than put my knee out. Okay. And if any owner has a problem with that, you're right. Put your fucking dog on a leash. Why is it that when I walk down the street with my dogs, I, minding my business, they want to have a nice walk, I have to have your dog rush my dog. You didn't think there was going to be a consequence for that? You didn't think there's going to be a consequence? Of course there's going to be a consequence for that. Train your fucking dog or put it on a leash. It's a simple concept. But no, it's your problem. It's your fault. Really? It's my fault? No, it's your fucking dog. Next. Adrian, when the borders open, would you ever do a seminar in Canada? Of course. We do two seminars in Canada when the borders open. Yep. We do one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. We do Vancouver. We do Toronto. Chandra, what is your success rate with your form of training? Well, it's not my form of training. <laughs> it's dog training. I train... Like anybody else that trains that stops unwanted behaviors. What's the success rate? Are you talking about aggression rehab? Aggression rehab is pretty high. 90% plus maybe. But there's a lot of variables. Mm -hmm. But it's not, but you have to understand it's not my form of training. We do standard operating procedure training on how to stop unwanted behaviors. It's a hell of a lot higher than someone that just does, does, does not use an applied punishment. So, but you have to remember, it's not my for, it's not my form of training. It's training that's been around for thousands of years. Literally, dogs have been rewarded and corrected for thousands of years. I think it's really important that people understand that. I'm just talking about it really loudly for free because I want people to have better lives with their dogs. But all dogs that you want their behavior to stop, you you would correct. All dogs that you want them to learn something or do more of something, you would reward. It's literally the way of the world. Reward and correct or punish. Punish has been hijacked to mean abuse, but it's not. It's just the opposite of reward. How you train a behavior and how you stop a behavior. Any dog trainer, competent dog trainer out there that actually does the work does the exact same thing. I just talk about it. Next. Lachesis, dog gets frantic and nervous around vents and elevators. Been trying to reward and praise and soothe with no progress. Have tried to just stay by a vent and slowly get closer, but no progress. What to do? So don't try to soothe it. You're reinforcing the fear. So the dog doesn't like vents, in a, okay? So what you do is this. Let's use elevators as an example. I'm going to assume your dog knows how to heal next to you, correct? So go to up to an elevator. The elevator dog door opens. Walk in. If the dog puts on the brakes, pull the dog in. Dog gets in. Put it in a sit. Put it in a down. Go down a floor. Door opens up. You pause. Come out. Wait till the door shuts. Wait till it moves. Hit, hit the button again. Door opens up, walk in. Boom, 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 boom. And then also back to the, you know, there's really made, you know, the one about what's the success rate. We have to, there's so many variables too. Are we talking about fearful dogs, anxious dogs, a basic happy-go-lucky dog, 
Am I teaching something? Am I stopping something? There's so much misinformation out there. What I am, though, is honest. And I can't stand this whole, like, we base our training on science when you don't correct a dog. Well, then you're not. You're basing your training on science. That's a huge lie. The whole force-free, positive reinforcement thing, it's a humongous lie. It's a scam. You actually can't stop an unwanted behavior. You can't. They know it. We know it. The client knows it. Everybody knows it. Next. Travis, my dog Casper from Florida Seminar takes his therapy dog test in two weeks. Thanks to using your free content, he's going to rock it. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. And I love it when dogs rock it. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. It's a great feeling as well. Yeah. And Oba, are we really punishing a dog using negative reinforcer? Like when we were having walks and then he suddenly lies down intentionally while looking at what I did is turning on light leash pressure to pull him up then doing leash pop. I don't understand the question, but, but are you using neg negative reinforcer? Well, you're not going to reward the dog for lying down. So if you're walking down the street and your dog lies down, you would use light, medium, or heavy leech pressure to get the dog moving. Yes, that's what you're doing. That's how you get dogs from lying down on a walk, in the middle of a walk. Because if you use a reward, then you know what the dog's going to do more of? Lie down on walks. We do a ton of positive reinforcement training. A ton. That's how we train every behavior. That's how we do all of our puppy stuff as far as obedience. That's how we do trick training. That's how we do task training. But to stop an unwanted behavior, like I said at the very beginning of this show, in the very this is our 800th show, by the way, the very beginning of every single show, this show specializes in how to stop unwanted behaviors. So it's punishment heavy. The advice is punishment heavy. I say that with pride because that's how you stop unwanted behaviors. So yes, you would use a negative reinforcer to get a dog to move because you can't use a positive reinforcer because most dogs, if they're in a fear state, will not take, take it. And if they're just objecting because they're being snotty about it, now you're reinforcing their snottiness. Next. 830. On that note, it's 830. So, it's time to go. It's a ninety-minute show. Yeah, it's a long show. Yep. If you want to join, if you want, if you need more of this, our Patreon channel. We do Zoom at three o'clock. If you're not doing an afternoon delight, and then we do this on Wednesdays, and then we do one-on-one online consults if you need more. All right, guys. Good night. Madly in love with all of you. Have a fantastic night. If you like this show, hit subscribe. Hit notification. Next. Next.